Hey, how many of you know that we are in an atmosphere where all things are possible? Say all things are possible. Turn to your neighbor and say you're in an atmosphere where love never runs out. Hey, we've been singing about love today. We've been talking about love today. I want you to know that God is a God of love. In fact, he is love. When you talk about love, you're talking about God. And it is not a distorted love. It is a God kind of love. Come on, somebody. It's an agape love. It's I love you because you're amazing. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're amazing. You are amazing. Yeah, I see some of you. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. Some of you are like, man, I hadn't heard that before. It's like, yes, that's really good. You are amazing. You are amazing. And we are in an atmosphere where God's love permeates. How many of you know that Jesus can turn water into wine? Amen. He can take a dry place and make it watered. Come on, somebody. He can turn what looks difficult into something that can all of a sudden bring possibilities. He can take, uh, he can take something where you think there's no way you can win and you can be victorious. Amen. I mean, that's the God that we serve. God's word is powerful and alive. Say alive. It's alive. It's alive. You know, uh, Living Word Fellowship, that's where the name comes from. Hebrews 4.12, it says that the Word of God is alive and active. That's where we have Living Word. Say, Living Word Fellowship is alive. And we want God to be alive in you. We want his principles, his precepts to be alive in you. We want the love of God to be alive in you. So get ready because all things are possible to him that believe. Uh, in your bulletin, if you'll see Psalms 33, 4, that's kind of a scripture that we're looking at this month. And it says, for the word of the Lord is right true, and he is faithful in all that he does. We were singing today about being faithful, and I thought, man, you know, I, I'm God's orchestrated. He's kind of put some things together today. So I want to talk a little bit about blessings and how we can begin to receive the blessings of the Lord. And I think there's times where if you've been like me, I gave my life to Christ in, when I was 20 years old, and that was over... Uh, 35 years ago, and when I was 24, I gave him my life. And my testimony is there was a difference. I can make the profession of faith that I give Jesus my as my Lord, but then when I was 24, I think I got a little more serious about it. I began to start saying, wait a minute, I want something different in my life, and I just don't want to be somebody that speaks this or says this, and then their actions are quite a bit different. How do we change? How do we transform? See, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be changed and transformed into his image and into his likeness. Now, I don't know about you, but I still have things I got to transform about. I still have things that I have to change and make adjustments in my life, and I'm trying to learn to do that. Specifically for me, one is probably um, I didn't have a, a bad diet, but how many of you know the diet that I had obviously wasn't as good with my DNA and uh, some generational things that go on in my life. So I'm going to have to make some adjustments in the way I eat. How many of you know I'm going to have to make some adjustments in the way I exercise? You know, I, I enjoy getting out. I enjoy playing. I enjoy, you know, kicking the soccer ball around or playing with my grandkids or playing basketball or, or just I enjoy just doing a lot of that stuff. And I think, well, that's what helps keep me healthy. But uh, I have to make some adjust, uh, adjustments in my life to be able to do that. And I know that God wants me to be blessed. 
and he wants me to prosper and he wants me to be in health and he wants some things in my life. And I'll tell you what, it's not easy to do those things. There are times where we get to that place where it's like, how come this isn't taking place? How come I'm not getting victory in this? And how come and I get frustrated? Maybe I'm just talking to myself here today, but I want to be transparent that there's times where I can get frustrated. And then it's like, okay, this isn't working. How am I going? Why is it not working? And I just go on and try another thing or do something different. And all of a sudden I realize that I came back to what was really the main thing and us receiving blessings from the Lord. If I'm going to be transformed and changed into the image and in the likeness of God, there has to be some key things that go on in our lives. And I want to share some things today and over the next few weeks with you. And it's called living powerful. Say living powerful. Living powerful. How can I have power in the midst of times when you're weak? Let me say that again. How can I have power and be in power and and operate powerfully in times where I feel weak? How do I get to that place? How can I know that my life, I can still begin to live powerful? And I'm, uh, I'm not talking about the dunamis power. I'm not, I'm not talking about that today, but I'm talking about there are some principles that I want us to look at that you're going to see that God's coordinated this morning. But before I step into that, let me just pray. Father, I thank you that you're opening up ears and eyes and hearts to receive today. That we are going to, in an atmosphere where all things are possible, that dreams are continuing to be dreamed. That all of a sudden we're going to be able to step out of the old and into the new that what you have for us. And God, we thank you for your blessings. And we receive that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So, uh, all I've heard is about the Psalms, so let's turn to the Psalms. Why don't you start with Psalms chapter 1. I want to read verses 1 through 3, and I want to share a little bit about some scriptures, but I want to break some things down today. Can we really just look it, look into the Word of God and, and allow it to change us? Psalms 1, 1 through 3. How blessed is the man, say blessed. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. Now, I like to get to that place of whatever he does prospers. How many of you would like to say, whatever I do prospers? Amen. Oh, there's about five of us in here that said, hey, I want to be able to say whatever I do prospers. So let's take a look at this because there's a place that I want to get to, if you will. And then I'm going to park there. I'm going to stop and we're going to talk about some things and really, well, I'll use the word unpack, really begin to unpack some things. As a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I gave my life to Christ 35 years ago. But how many of you know everything is just doesn't seem to be working out the way God's word works out? Come on. And it's how many of you know it's not on God's end? (laughs) It's not on God's end. It's like, okay, God, it's not on your end. It's got to be on my end. And I want to share a couple things that I really believe that the Lord is highlighting this time Uh, This time and let's take a look at the scripture Psalms 1 verse verse 1. It says how blessed say blessed Happiness 
how straightforward, how level you go, how honest, how prosper. This is what he's talking about. This man blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or the ungodly is what some versions say. The counsel of the ungodly. Look at me just a moment. How many of you know that when you look at it, that you really shouldn't need to be going to ungodly people for godly counsel? And that's what he's saying. He says, blesses a man who doesn't go to the ungodly for godly counsel. You're not going to the wicked or the ungodly for that. You need to be going to godly people for godly counsel. Can I get an amen for that? It's like, you know, why? You know, I, I look at it and I think, well, if I, if I end up in a court case, I want a, I want a lawyer that's a, that's, I want a lawyer that's a Christian, a believer. Why? Because the Holy Spirit dwells within him. Hello? Then one that doesn't have the Spirit of the living God. Can I get an amen? So he's saying, uh, uh, the, the blessed is a man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And he goes on and he says, it says, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Excuse me, go back nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. When I looked at this word on scoffers, I began to start thinking about how people are cynical. People are just cynical. I mean, there's some people that you can be around, and it's like, well, you know, I was trying to do this yesterday, and it's all negative. Negative, 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 nanny, 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 negative, nanny. Negative nanny. And now I've coached enough ball teams. I've, I've, I've participated in enough ball teams and we've won championships and we've lost championships. And I've always been one that it didn't matter if we were down by two runs and it was the bottom of the ninth. We can score those two runs, send it into extra innings and we can win. I've always been one that always looks at that. And then there's others that I've had that's like, it's over. It's like, where are you going? The game's over. I'm like, no, there's two minutes left to go in the game. They're like, well, no, it's already over. We lost. There's a, those are the scoffers. Those are the cynical people. That when you start serving God and you start getting into the things of God, they're like, what are you doing that for? How'd that work? I tried that uh, back in 1973, and it didn't work for me that year. So I'm not doing anything with it now. Those are the scoffers, when the people that are, that are cynical. And they're going, well, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And why are you going to church? Or why are you believing in God? Or why are you tithing? Or why are you giving? Or why are you being positive? Or why are you wanting to help and pray for somebody else? Those are the people that, that just, they're asking those questions. Why do we worship? Why do we prophesy? Why do we pray? Because it's all connected to the things of God. We do those things because that's what believers do. I know my voice is cracking a little bit. So some of you that are, that are praying, just keep on praying. My voice will get stronger. So look at verse 2. It says, but his delight, say delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, he gets great happiness. He gets great pleasure. It's in the law of the Lord, and I'm going to use the law of the Lord and say the word of the Lord, the principles of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, because this is a book of principles and precepts. This is the, 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 a book that begins to start bringing truth where there may be darkness, brings light, if you will, today, where there's darkness. So he gets great pleasure. How many of you know there's, there's great happiness in the word. He delights in that. He delight. Does anybody delight in anything? What would you delight in? Anybody want to tell me what you would delight in? Anybody? 
What would you delight in? What would you delight in? Winona, oh, we're like, music. All right, that's good. Winona? The birth of a new grandson. We delight in the birth of a new grandson. What else do you have? Does anybody delight in the chocolate cake? What about cheesecake? What else might you have a little delight, a little happiness, a little comfort for you? What? Bunny tracks ice cream. That's a new one for me. I guess I'll have to try to see if I can get some delight in that. But so, you know, there are some things, but he says, but we delight in the law of the Lord. Now, listen, see, here's where we can look at this and we can look at it from from a scoffer point of view and say, well, you know, God is it's just, you know, he's just a hard taskmaster. He's up there just every time you mess around, he's going to throw a light bolt, lightning bolt down on you. Well, that may be the Old Testament. Hello. But when we come into the New Testament of grace, we make decisions and then all of a sudden there's consequences to my decisions. And unfortunately, I walk out my consequences to some of the decisions that I make. Are you with me? But if we want to delight in the Lord, then I'm saying let's delight in his goodness. Let's delight in his love. Let's delight in his mercy. Let's delight in his grace. Let's delight in his compassion. Let's delight in his revelation. Let's delight in his wisdom. Can we delight in those things? Come on, can I get an amen this morning? Come on, I need some help this morning now. So we, we begin to look at this and we begin to think, we delight, we delight in the law of the Lord. And it goes on and it says, it says, we delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates, say meditate. Meditates what? Day and night. What does what meditating mean? And here's what I think we're getting, where sometimes we get away from this is because we should meditate. And I'm not talking about putting your hands together and to be some kind of new age home and clear your mind. Meditating isn't clearing your mind. Hello? It's it's meditating on it. It's thinking on those things. And I want us to look at that because meditate can mean to mutter, mutter under your breath. Has anybody ever muttered under their breath? And I'll tell you what, I, 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 the principles of the word of God are going to work and I'm going to work and I'm not going to take this. I'm not taking no for an answer. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we are going to have the victory in the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going to continue to stand. That's meditating. That's a muttering. And we'll we'll get into that. Let me get get back over here to some of my notes, because we have to understand that some people will say, what about his confession? Anybody confess the word? We have some confessors. You confess the word. You know, you confess the word. Confession is not meditation. Confession is not meditation. Confession is different than meditation. But listen, true confession comes from meditation. You don't have to just say it over and 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 over it. Neither is memorizing meditation. How many of you realize you can memorize a scripture, but you cannot meditate on it? You may know the scripture. You may be able to say it. You may be able to quote it. You may be able to. And we know that we've I try to do that. But I want us to take a real good look at being able to meditate. A couple scriptures I'm going to give you real quick. Psalms 39, 3. It says, when my heart was hot within me, while I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. In other words, when I was thinking about those things, musing, we're going to give you a definition of that in a moment. When I when I was beginning to muse those things, we're not talking about the Greek gods here. We're talking about musing. When we begin to muse, all of a sudden he meditated on it. And then he what? Spoke with his tongue. All of a sudden he spoke. He began to start speaking with his tongue. And then I spoke with my tongue. How many of you know a lot of times what we think about 
What we think about, we speak out. What's your opinion of you? Well, I'm no good. I got an eighth grade school teacher told me I was never going to be good at math. and I'm never going to be good at math, so I just can't do math. Hello? We've meditated on that. We've mused on that. We've thought about those things. And then all of a sudden, we're beginning to speak it out. But this right here, the scripture, the psalmist was talking about while I was musing, while I was musing, the fire burned. So something caught fire, and then I spoke with my tongue. And then the other one, you guys know Joshua 1.8. Everybody, most of us know that, Joshua 1.8. It says, you shall what? Meditate. You shall what? Meditate in it day and night and observe and do according to what is written in it. For then you will have, make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So it's almost like before you have prosperity, before you operate in those things, we can begin to meditate on the word of God. But see, a lot of times we meditate on the negative part of the word of God. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I heard this word, Virginia gave the words, she prophesied about it, and it didn't happen. Pastor Eric taught on it, we learned it, I memorized it, but it didn't happen. So we meditate on the negative part of it, that it didn't happen. How many of you know God's word is faithful? It is just, and it is true. And it will go forth according to his word, uh, uh, Isaiah eleven fifty five. I think it is 55, 11. It will go and do what it's planned and purposed to do. Say meditate. So we have to understand, how do we meditate on the word? And I think a lot of times we, we, we talk about Christianity. We talk about being a believer in Christ. But then a lot of times we'll say, well, here's your steps. One, two, three, four, and five. And we never practice it. We never practice it. Do we ever get to the chance where if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna hit a, kick a soccer ball in the upper right hand corner, I gotta practice it. So a lot of times we don't do this. So I'm gonna give you some real practical things that today you're gonna be able to walk out of here and you're gonna begin to start really practicing some things and you're gonna watch some things begin to change in your life. So a lot of times we should take one verse, take one verse. A lot of people are like, you know, we, if you like to read, read a scripture every day. I'm encouraging that. You want to do that? Read the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalms. You can read the Bible through in a year. You can do those different things. But a lot of times you need to take one scripture and meditate on that one scripture. Recently, when when Richard was doing the offering, he was talking about the Lord is my shepherd. And he started breaking it down. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's my shepherd. He's my pastor. He 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 has a staff. You know what I mean? He can guide me and he can lead me and I, and I shall not want. And, and he'll go through the Lord is my shepherd. He's a shepherd, the shepherd that loves me, the shepherd that feeds me, the shepherd that cares for me, the shepherd that tick pulls out fleas. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. That's loving and, and, and caring and nurturing and directing and, 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 and encouraging me. See, that's where you can, we can get into the place of memorization is not meditation. But meditation is digesting that which you memorize. Does this make sense? So look at, look at verse 2. It says, and his law, he meditates day and night. Let me give you a couple definitions real quick. The definition of meditation... First of all, in the Hebrew, it's daga, and it means to murmur or in pleasure or anger. How many of you know you can, you can, you can meditate on some negative stuff? 
The longer I meditate on that negative stuff, guess what happens? That negative stuff starts changing me, doesn't it? The more I meditate on the positive things, all of a sudden I can begin to look at the Word of God and things can begin to change and my outlook is a whole lot better than when I was meditating on the negative stuff. So it really means to murmur. It means to ponder on. In other words, you can imagine. Can you, can you start imagining? Can you start thinking about? Another word is to mutter, to mutter on it. And it means, it means to speak or you can study it but you begin to talk about it and you begin to start really beginning to take it into yourself. So that word mutter, let me give you that word mutter. It means to speak quietly so it's difficult for other people to hear what you're saying. Speak quietly. The word of the Lord is true. He's faithful. He's just. The Lord loves me. When you hear those words that somebody doesn't love you and that you've messed up and you've probably made a mistake that God will never forgive you, that's not God saying that. And all of a sudden, we've got to begin to start thinking on the Word of God that we have put in ourselves. Are you with me? Or even if you if you don't have it in yourself yet, maybe, you, maybe you're like me when I first got started. I remember the one lady, I mean, they were like, turn here. And I was, I was turning, you know what I mean? And, and she was like, Psalms, there I am. Psalms 1. Looked over at me, and I'm like, where is Psalms? What is that? Well, what do I need to do? Oh, about halfway in the Bible? I'm there. And she looked over and goes, that's Ezekiel. You know what I mean? Are you with me? Come on, you guys are you guys are the holy crowd, right? And it's just like, hey, I, you get in here, and it's like, okay, how do I do that? I began to start looking at it. I want to give you some practical things today. So when it means to speak quietly, look, here's another word. The other word that we can look at is the musing. The musing, which is to think carefully about something. What I heard today, Robert, was from you when you said you had got into the Psalms and you and Pastor Sean started chewing. That's what musing is. Musing is like a cow chewing its cud. How many of you know cows don't have just one stomach? It's really gross, but they will they will actually take that that forage that they they eat and they will begin to start eating it and it'll go into a stomach and they'll actually regurgitate it. They'll actually regurgitate it and chew it again. It's like a cow chewing its cud. Musing is like a cow chewing its cud. It's over and it's over and it's over and it's over and it's over. You know, I eat steak that way sometimes. I don't regurgitate it, but here's what I do do. Here's what I do do. I mean, I'll have a, <laughs> I could just see that. I was like, here's what I do. I can take that flavor, that meat, and sometimes you can get some that's really got some flavor and it just don't swallow it. I mean, some of them are just like, oh, that was good. I'm like, mm, no, they had, mm, that had a little mm, flavor to it. Mm, mm, even the fat portions, mm, that thing was good. Mm, mm, mm. Did you know the spices that was on that? Mm, that was good. And I just kind of sucked the flavor. Am I the only one that will suck the flavor out of Savor the flavor out of, out of a piece of meat or something? It's just like, you know. And so that's amusing if we take the word of God. If we begin to start, I would encourage you to even what, what Robert said today, would to take that Psalms 
Whatever it is that God's leading you and start taking that thing and spend some time in that and start thinking about that. When he says that, that, that to, to meditate on it day and night, that means all the time, day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, night and day, day and night. I'm thinking about that instead of thinking about, oh my goodness, all this other stuff's happening in the world. We can start meditating on the word of God, just like a cow. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? Hope will come. And you start meditating on the way God loves you and that he cares for you and that he wants the best for you. And you start meditating on his compassion and goodness and his grace and his mercy. I need his grace and his mercy. Hallelujah. You start meditating on those things. All of a sudden, hope will begin to come. Joy will begin to sneak in the back door. Are you with me? All of a sudden, you're going to start feeling better. You're meditating on the word of God. The word of God is changing me from the inside out. Now, all of a sudden, that which I'm meditating on is going to begin to come out because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So my heart has to change. Come on, somebody. My heart has to come to a place where it has to change, and and, and it has to change by meditation, by meditating on that word because you you can memorize it, but if you memorize it and don't spend time muttering or musing it, It'll just be memorization. It will be an act that'll go through. And I'm not saying you don't confess it, but how many of you know once you've meditated on it, then all of a sudden something happens and you begin to, it becomes part of you. And when it becomes part of you, then when the enemy comes at you, he can't get there. Are you with me? Because you've already thought through that. Look at verse 3. Verse 3 says, He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. A tree, a tree. Let's take a minute and let's muse this. A tree, a tree, a tree. You will be like a tree. You will be like a tree, a tree. What kind of tree you want to be like? I, I, got, I got a few pictures of some trees up here. Um, there's a tree. You want to be that tree? How about that tree? Be that tree? You know what I first thought about? Tatum, I thought about, you know, Charlie Brown and the little Christmas tree? Everybody know the little Christmas tree? He brings that Christmas tree and it's all, oh, it's a Christmas tree. And they're all laughing at Charlie Brown because his Christmas tree is little, you know, his Christmas tree is just little, these little needles are falling off of it. And it's a struggling old little bitty Christmas tree. And you just think, oh man. And then he kind of wraps that blanket around that thing and ends up being a really nice Christmas tree at the end. What about this tree? What about this next tree? Maybe you want to be like this tree. Is I thought about the colors and, and how vibrant they were. And, and I thought, man, look at this tree. This tree is blossoming. See, the other tree wasn't blossoming. It had green leaves, but it wasn't blossoming. But then I thought, well, look how, look how small around that tree is. How about these here? What about these? You want to be like these? How about those redwoods, those ferns, that, the, the ferns that are around there? And then all of a sudden, there's, you're in a redwood forest. And those trees are huge. And he's talking about when we begin to meditate on the word of God. How many of you know trees live long? Unless you cut them down. But trees live long. And a tree, uh, the roots get stronger when there is opposition. Hello? The roots to a tree get stronger when the wind blows. I mean, I look at some of these Oklahoma trees and I'm like, what is that? 
They're like, that's a tree because it was twisted this way and then it was twisted that way and it's twisted this way and it's twisted that way. And I'm like, I'm not seeing too many trees like this because of the wind, you know, it would blow this way and it would start to grow that way and then it would adjust and it would grow back the other way. And the, the trees, the trees are actually amazing out here because they've been wherever the wind was blowing and they continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and grow stronger. So he says we want, he wants to be like a tree firmly planted. But during the middle of a storm, during, listen to this, during a drought, a tree can grow. Have you guys ever been to the mountains? How does a tree grow in the middle of a rock? Right? Uh, do you want to be, oh, think about that a moment. In the middle of a rock, Jesus is the rock. And you, when you meditate on the word of God, can be like a tree that actually can, oh, come on, somebody, can actually begin to grow in the midst of difficult situations. Uh, we were in the mountains, and it was like, here's this cliff face, and there's a tree growing out of that thing. How many of you think that that root's not that long? How many of you think that root had found some water? It found a stream. Oh, come on, somebody. It had found something that it tapped into. When we continue to meditate on the word of God, we begin to tap into something that you wouldn't just tap into if you only just memorized it. I'm not saying memorizing isn't good, but I'm saying what about if we took this? What about if you took Psalms Psalms 1 through 3, and you said, blessed is the man, blessed is the man, blessed is the man, happy is the man, satisfied is the man, empowered and prospered is the man. I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want to be, I want to be blessed. And I, I want to I be that way. What is a blessed man? And all of a sudden, we spend most of our time thinking about that than we do about other things. Maybe how you're not blessed. But you begin to start muttering. You begin to start musing. You begin to start pulling this out. I want the word to be alive and it's going to be alive because it's, it's life giving. I want to begin to start pulling the life out of the word. Stop pulling the death out, but begin to pull the life out of the word of God. Begin to pull the, begin to understand that Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you I've come to give you, I've come to give you, and we start looking at the life in the word, looking at the life in the word. That may take a death of something inside you, but that thing has to fall and die before it can begin to raise something else. Hello? So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pause on that right now. Are you Angela? Would you come and play for me? So we need to understand that, that when trees are planted, they're taken care of. Trees are planted. They are beginning to be taken care of. How many of you know God's going to take care of you? No, no, you didn't hear what I said. God's going to take care of you. 
He has said in his word, when you start pulling and musing and pulling the life out of his word, he has said, I'm going to take care of you. Don't you know I take care of the birds? How much more am I going to take care of you? Don't you know I take care of that little little rascal of a mouse that, that, that comes around? I'm going to take care of you. Don't you know that I take care of this problem? I'm going to take care of that problem. How much more am I going to take care of you? Don't you know that don't you know I'm going to take care of you? He's taking responsibility to take care of of us. And we begin to start looking at that. So if I could give you one thing today would be to say, let's start meditating on the word, meditating on the word, meditating on the word. Now I can confess. And as I confess, I believe in my heart that I receive and I believe that what what I say is so are you with me? But I want us to begin to meditate on it. And that's part of what we do even with our one word. Our goal was to take your one word and begin to meditate on that one word. Look at truth. Look at honesty. Look at life. Look at forgiveness. Whatever that one word is, and all of a sudden, you begin to muse it. You begin to look at it. You begin to chew it over and over and over. Get everything possible that can be gotten out of it. How many of you know Jesus died for us to get it all? He didn't die for us to get a little. He died for us to get it all and receive it all. And it's how what we set our mind on. If we set our mind on the things of God, I'm going to get what I set my mind on. I'm going to get what I put in my heart. And I begin to do that. And you might be able to say, you know what? And some of you are raising children. You know, I don't know how to raise children. Find the word. Find the word and begin to start meditating on it. Begin to call that gem, that jewel out of that, those children that, that, you're, that, you're, that you're raising, that God's given you responsibility for. To begin to start speaking to life. So a lot of times we're like, you know, I don't understand the word. I, I read it, but I just don't understand it because we're not thinking about it. But let's start thinking about it. Let's start pondering. Let's start musing it. Let's start muttering it. Let's begin to really begin to meditate on the word. Meditation, again, is not just making your mind blank. Meditation would be saying peace. I need peace. And you start thinking about peace. And you start thinking of tranquil things in your life and you start thinking about the peace of God, then the peace in the midst of storms, that you know that there's peace in the midst of everything that's going on, that you can say, you know what, I hear about this and the the shootings and the killings and the destruction and all these other things, but I'm going to begin to operate in the peace of God. I need the peace of God. And you begin to start thinking about the word peace, the shalom the wholeness, the fullness. You begin to start looking at the word of peace and you say, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard my heart and my mind. What's it mean to guard my heart? Because I'm having trouble guarding my heart, but the word of peace will guard your heart. And you're like, well, I'm going to let that peace guard my heart. When somebody comes up and says, what about this? And this is bad. And this is a difficult situation. And don't you know, this is, this is, this is the end. It's over. It's not over. You're still alive, right? It's not over. It's not over. And we begin to start getting that peace. Let's stand to your feet today. This is just a start as we step into this living a powerful life. If I could give you anything today, it'd be saying, hey, guess what? You want to be like a tree. And the Bible says in its leaf does not wither. It's an evergreen tree. And whatever it does prospers. This is a new take I'll talk about next week about even the things that you make mistakes on will prosper. I want to be there. That although I may make a stake on this, and all of a sudden it'll prosper in a different way. Whatever 
whatever you do will prosper. Let me pray for you today. Just bow your head a moment and close your eyes. I'm going to ask you just to to just begin to start asking Holy Spirit what scripture that would be that you could begin to start really meditating on. That you could begin to start simple. If, if you've just, maybe you've just received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've just given your life to Christ. Maybe you just decided to come to church. And, and all of a sudden you said, you know what, I'm going to take a scripture. And it doesn't have to be a long scripture. It can be a short scripture. It can be the shortest one in the Bible where it says Jesus wept. And just start meditating on it. But let's go back to Psalms and just, it says that you want to be like a tree planted by rivers of living water that brings forth its fruit in its season. And you just begin to start meditating on that. You begin to start thinking of that. And I release you to be able to to have the thoughts of God override the thoughts of the world. Or even while you're doing certain things. Guys, we are, we're, real, we're real big. We can drive along and we can be thinking about stuff, thinking about stuff. I'm asking you to use the Word of God and start meditating on it. What's it mean? What's it mean to be a son of God? What's it mean to be a daughter of God? What's it mean to be healed and set free and delivered? What's it mean to shine a light? What's it mean to be salt? What's it mean to be that light? What's it mean to be more than a conqueror? And begin to start thinking about those things. Begin to start thinking about those things. Because when you do, power comes. The dunamis of God begins to come. The exousia, the authority of God begins to come. When you start thinking about those things. You are amazing. You are wonderfully made. You are unique. You've got gifts and talents and abilities. God's placed in there in each and every one of you. You're going to make it. You're going to be an overcomer. You're going to be more than a conqueror. God's dealing with depressive habits that sometimes we fight depression. God's saying, begin to start meditating on his word. Begin to start meditating on life. Begin to start meditating on light. And it will overcome that. We just release you to begin to step into that. I'm not going to have an altar call this morning, but I'm just asking you. I'm going to throw out a challenge, and we'll develop this challenge next week. I'm going to challenge you to take a scripture and begin to meditate on it. Begin to meditate on it. It may be one like Robert and Sean were able to get together, and they they were able to come together and start (laughs) musing it. They were starting to rehash it. They were starting to really think about it. They were starting to really see how they can begin to apply it and Robert's testimony today was that it changed his life. Let meditation begin to change your life. Meditating on the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God that brings life, the Word of God that's active, the Word of God that has an ingredient that begins to change and shape and mold. Just begin to receive that now. Begin to receive that now. Thank you, Father. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just invite him in. Maybe you're here today and you've been hurt by other situations or other circumstances. That you just begin to look that God is willing to release that, forget about all that, move through all of that stuff. And just he wants you. He wants you. 
want you to be the best you you can possibly be. And meditating is going to help bring that about. So, Father, I bless your people here today. I thank you for those that are here today. The prayer teams are going to come. And if you need prayer today, we want to pray for you today. We bless you. We encourage you. We strengthen you. We challenge you over this week to find that scripture. Find that that which God wants you to begin to really begin to muse and think about in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord Jesus a mighty hand clap of praise? You know, he is the worthy. He is the worthy one. Hey, we love you. We bless you. We send you forth with the peace of God. Go forth in his power and his might. Let us know whatever we can do to help you in your walk with God. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord.